0: I like what you said. Uh, the most complicated place is inside your head. How did you know? How did you know the most complicated place is inside my head? That oh, was... brother,
1: been there, done that. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, behind the scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred, look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two gentlemen who are leading that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I love a good kitchen setup, a nice, efficient, functional, good-looking kitchen setup.
0: Yeah. I mean, is anybody gonna say I don't like a good functional kitchen setup? I like a terrible kitchen setup.
1: One that one that really works hard against me and makes my life difficult. Okay, right. They might not say that they like that, but they might not realize like like Trav ten years ago, they might not realize how amazing a good kitchen setup is until they've had it. I see.
0: Well, I, I should at least say, hi, I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the Community Location Indie. We're all about kitchens and setups. No, I'm kidding. We're a community of <laughs> of travel lovers and lifestyle business entrepreneurs who love that freedom lifestyle. And we want to help as many people get that lifestyle as possible. And so that's what we do. You can check it out at com. We've got an exciting challenge going on at the time of this recording, as well, so you'd be invited to that. But you know, we have to kind of lead up to to some of the lessons that caused us to create this challenge. I think, Trav, in the first place. And I, I, to your point, I mean, I think the Airbnb story that you have to share today—something with a kitchen—somehow, as you know, we like to tie these random things in with our uh, business lessons because it's, it's what we love. So, Trav, where do we start? Yeah, I mean, here? so what? here's
1: the deal. Back when I bought the house that I'm living in, that we've lived that I've now lived in for 13, 14 years, or owned for 13, 14 years, I shouldn't say lived in because we were bumping around the world a bunch of that time. But it, it had a really horrible kitchen, but I didn't care. I was like a 25 year old single dude, didn't care at all. You know, there was like an island, or not even an island, like a peninsula that stuck out in the kitchen that I thought was cool because uh, I had shelves under it. In hindsight, it was like actually just totally. Like, flummox the feng shui of that kitchen, but I didn't know any of that. And flummoxed since- the feng shui,
0: yeah. Somebody buy Flum- that domain flummoxingthefengshui.com.
1: shui. All right, maybe, maybe that'll be the name of this podcast <laughs> episode. And so, it just you know, it worked until then, it didn't. And it didn't work when my wife, when we moved back in this house, she had said, I want a new kitchen, I want a new kitchen, I want a new kitchen. I had held off on it because obviously a new kitchen is expensive. Finally, she got her dream kitchen and she understands the value of a well set up kitchen and fishing kitchen. she She cooks a lot. So like she actually designed the whole thing from scratch. Hey, here's the amount of square footage we have. We took everything basically down to the studs. So like she could put stuff wherever she wanted. And now that kitchen is so much more usable. Like it just works, you know, you're in the kitchen, you're cooking and, uh, you know, you have your, your stove and you're cooking there. And then what's right next to the stove, a pull out trash can so that, you know, you get stuff there, you could throw it easily in the trash can. What's right on the other side of stove, a prep prep area to make your food. Like it, it just makes sense. Right. I didn't realize how much it made sense until I had it. And then I really realized it again when we were just recently in this Airbnb in North Carolina, Jay, and we get there first day, I'm making the kids lunch so that they can, um, you know, we make them lunch or I'm making their lunches so they can go to school. And I'm like, where's the trash can? You know, oh, surely it's like near the sink or near the counter where I'm making the food. I'm looking in all these drawers, no trash can. Like, what? Well, what? where the heck is like, there's got to be a trash can somewhere, right? I have to go all the way over into the dining room, open a closet and the trash can and recycling are in there. I mean, mind you, I've walked now. This sounds funny, but I've walked probably 15 s- steps from where I was making food to the trash can. Who wants to do that? Who want like why do you want to take it into another, the trash into another room to use a trash can when they easily could have just put in as most people do when they're doing a new kitchen and this was a brand new kitchen there the Airbnb. they had just renovated it like 3 months before you want a pull out trash can right in your kitchen right so it's hidden away People don't have to see it. It doesn't no, look no, messy. No, no, Who?
0: I would love to walk to the other room to throw out my trash every right. time I need yeah. to throw it I out mean, in the kitchen. Yeah, you're, you're cutting, cutting chicken.
1: <laughs> you have red meat. Like, yeah, let's carry yeah. that dripping package over to... Totally practical. Right so, across the carpet. Somewhere across the other side of the living right, room. Right, right. So Make sure that. it goes across the carpet. So <laughs> I'm just sitting here th- and, and I told you a story. I was like, this is just odd to me. Like, why did these people, when they're renovating an entire kitchen, not think to put the trash can? Where it should be. I mean, this is just a logical thing. And I think there are times where people just overcomplicate things. There's a simple, easy, you know, kind of standard answer that works and works really well. And yet, when people are doing stuff, they tend to overcomplicate. Oh, we need a drawer for our spices. We need a special pull-out drawer for the cookie sheets when you could just put them under the oven. And yet you don't have the trash can in the kitchen. And I think the lesson in there, Jay, is that a lot of times we want to do the fancy, the kind of off the wall, the, you know, maybe exotic sounding, oh, don't forget these little tiny things to do and we miss the big thing that's right in front of us that can propel us forward, that just makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, this happens a lot, uh, particularly with something called the internet. Have you heard about it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's so easy to try to go to a million places, to find the answers, right? And sometimes we have to do that for our research, whether it's, you know, trying to figure out how to build a birdhouse or whatever uh, to uh, anything. Uh, You know, we've all been there and done that in terms of uh, research, but sometimes it's just better to take the simple path and just see one thing to conclusion. I think there's an acronym for that, but I can't remember what it is. But it's this idea of like, hey if you're going to get like a course or read a book or whatever you, you consume it and see it all the way to the end. Like don't, don't, don't go and try to find like, don't let it take you in 15 different directions. Just do that one thing all the way through until you finish. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of cliches that kind of sum up the lesson you just shared, right? It's like, well, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. These, these types of things. But it's true. And I think one of the principles that comes to mind for me in terms of business is this idea of modeling that we talk about a lot in the Lifestyle Launch Academy, or as a part of it, where you are essentially taking a look at an existing business model, something that somebody maybe has taken years to develop, test, build, and make successful. Okay, well, they just put in years of work. You see, it's Working, you know, you can figure out if it's a a functional business that's doing well. And then you can just essentially model it, not steal the idea, not do the exact same thing, but kind of put your own twist on it and adopt that as a business model for yourself. So uh, I think it's important to just, like you said, remember this idea of when we get on our own heads and we're trying to debate on what we should do when it comes to. Whatever thing we're trying to do in our businesses, go back to that lesson, right? Maybe the simple solution, the less complicated. You know, we were trying to come up with all these different ideas for um, you know, what are some tools that we can build for location indie? So people will come and check us out and and you know, we'll get more people, more eyeballs on the site and things like that. Ultimately, we the the last thing we put together was a quiz, right? We wanted to do a side hustle personality type quiz because it's like, Well, it's easy. We know it works. Like, it's fun, and we can put something together that's valuable for people. By the way, if you want to check it out, locationindy.com/slash quiz, you can find out what your side hustle personality type is. But um, I think that was just an example of just kind of like not overcomplicating it, right? Like, let's just pick something that we know is fun for us that can provide value and put it together in a couple days and do it and try it out.
1: Yeah, you're going to hear us talk about this certain fellow who might be listening today. If you are Stan, what's up? Um who is our who is our business coach over the last I mean he will be our business coach for this entire year, but over the last couple months, you know, and he came in to our life through a friend. And one of Stan's greatest skills is helping us not overcomplicate stuff. We just look he's able to look at it. I think there's two ways to try to to not overcomplicate things and and both are easier if you have other outside people helping you with it. The first is having an outside perspective. Someone who doesn't know every intricate part of your business or doesn't know every intricate thing that's gone through your head, because they're gonna have a perspective that's very hard for you to have, right? You hear the whole like you're in the weeds or you can't see the forest for the trees. So Stan has come in and he's looked at everything we've been doing and he said, Okay, guys, you wanna do a thousand things. Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's do the easiest things that have the biggest impact first. Boom, boom, boom. He gave us in the last three months, essentially three or four things to do. And we started knocking them off the list. One of them was the quiz, right? We've talked about doing the quiz forever. It never got out there because we were looking at all this other stuff. We're like, no, let's do the quiz. And now the quiz is working like gangbusters. Great. The second thing that's important, and this goes back to your modeling idea, Jay, is to follow a framework. So when that person was building the kitchen, right? You let's say you start from a blank slate, you rip everything out. And unless you're really really good and you've been doing this a long time, most people will follow a framework. The builder will say, "Hey, it's standard to have this size oven, this size refrigerator, you know, these size drawers because the cups fit in here." Right? Like there's there's frameworks to follow because they make sense right? Like put this near this because when you're cooking, you want to have the trash can nearby. And so you'll be able to put your touches on stuff, but there's frameworks that work and they work for a reason. And Stan has helped us come in and implement certain frameworks. Hey, you guys want to do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, put your own spin on it. Here's a framework that's worked for other clients of mine. Here's a framework that's worked for me. Take this and use it. Give you another example of something that we've done in our own business, the welcome video. Hey, guys, your welcome video for Location Indie stinks. Well, actually, let me back that up. Your welcome video for Location Indie, when people join, is non-existent. You don't even have a welcome video. Everyone should have a welcome video. Well, no, duh. We just had never, you know, we didn't think about it because we had moved on, moved on, moved on. Yeah, I think we have, we have welcome emails,
0: but we never thought about making a video,
1: you know? Yeah, and he was like, you guys need a welcome video. And we're like, well, yeah, you're right. Okay, outside perspective, one. All right, Stan, what do you think we should do in a welcome video? Hey, here's a good framework. Here's a script I use for welcome videos to really make people feel like they're a part of the community when they join. Cool. Stan sent us a framework. We put our own spin on it. You shot the welcome video. Now, when someone joins Location Indie, there's a welcome video. Outside perspective and a framework to get you going is going to help you not overcomplicate things.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, that's one of the... I, I'd say that's probably the, uh, the spirit behind the challenge we're doing this week at the time of this recording. Not probably.
1: Right? It is. It <laughs> yeah. is the spirit behind the challenge.
0: Right. And, well, I mean, you're teaching the challenge, so you should speak to this a little bit.
1: Jay, the biggest thing that you and I struggled with when we were starting our own businesses, twofold. One, we didn't know anyone else who was doing it and so we were trying to do it alone. Which when you and I met and then we met and got a few more people in our circle and then launched Location Indie, that was a huge help because now all of a sudden you have people in the trenches with you. The second was we were complicating everything. We didn't know it because we had no one with outside perspective, but we didn't know it. We were, you know, we were trying to build these businesses and make them so complex because we had no one teaching us, hey, the simple solution is the best solution. We weren't now going we through a step by step
0: process, really. Right,
1: it was sort of scatterbrained. Hey, let's, you know, try this, do that, and I'm going to get you to take out all your uh, caveats in between. It wasn't sort of scatterbrained for me. <laughs> it was completely scatterbrained because, of course, if you don't know what you're doing. You're reaching for everything, right? You're going to the internet. Oh, this guy tells you to make a yellow button. This guy tells you to make a red button. You should write long posts. You should write short posts. You should do videos. You should start a podcast. You know, there's a million things you should, quote unquote, do. But you need to follow a step by step process. And so we sat down to make this challenge. We said, okay, if someone was in our shoes or is in our shoes, the, the ones that we were in before, when we were trying to start a side hustle and leave our nine to five jobs, like both you and I were. I was a teacher in Japan. You were selling alcohol and spirits uh, in Colorado, right? Two totally different experiences, but both of us trying to do the same thing: get out of a corporate lifestyle and build a life that gave us the freedom that we wanted—time, location, financial freedom. We both wanted to do the same thing, and if you're sitting there trying to, you saying you want to do that. What we've done with the challenge is say, man, if someone had come to me nine years ago and said, just follow this framework to get going, to get your side hustle started, to pick an idea, then to craft an offer around your idea, and then to figure out where the people are who will take you up on your offer, it would have been a game changer. And that's why we made it exactly like we did. Five days to get you through those first three steps of the process without overcomplicating things, following a framework that we've used on thousands of people and used ourselves with a community of other people doing it, an outside perspective from myself, Casey, the whole rest of the team who is going to be helping out with the challenge.
0: You, you never stop using it. this either. Yeah. I mean, these simple frameworks are so powerful because you use them time and time again in many ways, right? Just because you Get the ball rolling on a business, or let's say you have a successful business now. You know this; you're always having to innovate, come up with new products and services ideas, and put them out there. And you need to test them, and it goes through the same sort of cycle, right? You might have a little more data on your existing from your existing customer base, but you know you can get data from other places like forums and and different places. Well, we're not going to get into that conversation now, but. That's not overcomplicate it. But uh, you know, a good example of this is we are going to be launching a course all about legalizing your business, the whole the whole tax and financial side of things when it comes to location independent business, particularly for the unique challenges that come with digital nomad life and the location dependent remote work life. And we're working with our incredible CPA to design this. So I, I was on a call with her uh, about an hour ago, actually before this podcast, and we were going over. Uh, some of the copy she wrote for for the page that's going to present the course, and you know, like you mentioned about crafting offers, trap something that we do in a challenge. When you actually sit down and you start writing out what it is that you have, it really crystallizes what it is that you are offering and gives you clarity. And then also a twofold thing, it allows you to. You know, have an asset that's something that you can use to present to somebody and actually begin selling said product or service. But that's an important part of the process, right? You have to kind of figure out what this thing is that you're giving people and who you're going to give it to and how to present it to them, right? So these are uh, my point is what we're teaching in the challenge. Yes, it's the thing that we help uh, you get going with when it comes to starting a new side hustle, which by the way, is the best way to transition from full time job to travel lifestyle, whatever that means to you, digital nomad life, whatever. Because you're building the safety net for yourself, right? It's like you can make a smooth transition without just kind of quitting your job and having the pressure to earn money right away. You get to learn a bit about business. It's a gradual transition, um, but you have time to develop a plan and see what works, right? Anyway, that's a sidebar. But you know, so a lot of the same principles you can reuse again. And again, and again. So uh, this challenge is super powerful to get you going, but also something that you can revisit and just use as a, a building block for your foundation, essentially.
1: Yeah. The whole point of it is to make it simple because there's a lot about building a business that is going to be hard, right? There's a lot that's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Maybe that's the right word to use. If you try to make it more complex than it needs to be, it's going to get infinitely harder. So the simpler you can make it, the less hard it's going to be. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But if it's simple, at least you can follow the steps. I mean, how many of you guys out there have done something that was hard before? Ran a marathon, done an Ironman. I don't know why physical fitness things are for graduated college, right? Whatever, you know, got a certification for your job. These things might have been difficult. But if you follow a a system, right? Okay, my buddy trained for an Ironman. I'm never going to train for an Ironman, just uh, FYI. But it was like very regimented. This day, go out and bike, whatever, 70 miles. Tomorrow, go and run 15. Next day, swim a mile. Like It was hard, but because it was simple, he at least could follow it step by step by step by step. And then you reach the ultimate goal on the day of the Ironman, of finishing it because you've done what you needed to do when that day comes. And so if you guys are sitting there and you're saying, Chris is buzzing us out, so we'll end with this. You're saying, man, the hardest part for me about starting a side hustle and thinking about quitting my nine-to-five job and transitioning out of it has been that it seems so complicated. The side hustle success challenge is where you're going to come to make it not complicated, surround yourself with others who are doing it, And in five days, take huge steps forward to building that side hustle. The most complicated place in the world is inside your own head. You need to come and join others who are doing it with you, who have an outside perspective, and follow us with the framework that we've laid out to get it out of your own head and get it put into action. That's exactly what we do in the Side Hustle Success Challenge. The cart is open now for you guys to join. Registration is open. So you can go there, uh, you can get there by going to locationindie.com slash challenge. We'll kick it off. I'll put dates out here. So if you guys are listening, you know, it doesn't matter when you're listening, you'll know Uh, the, the challenge starts June 14th, Monday, June 14th, 2021 is day one of the challenge. We go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with live training, June 14th, it kicks off. If you're listening right when this episode drops, you've got a few days to get in the challenge locationindie.com slash challenge. If you're listening at a later date, there's probably a good chance we'll be running a challenge at some point in the future. So you still go there, locationindie.com slash challenge, and we'll have information on when the next challenge is running. But if you've been overcomplicating things and you're listening when this episode comes out, because most people listen, right when it comes out, Jay, that's the majority of listeners, and you're sitting there, you're like, man, I just thought this had to be complicated. It doesn't come join us inside the challenge can't wait to kick it off on monday
0: i like what you said uh the most complicated place is inside your head how did you know how did you know the most complicated place is inside my head oh brother
1: been there done that that. lived that life every day and have to get out of my head so thank you guys for listening um can't wait to have there's gonna be hundreds of people in this challenge it's it's the first big one that we're doing since last september of 2020 so this is the first time we're doing a, a, a huge challenge locationindie.com slash challenge Join hundreds of others it's going to be an absolute blast see you there see you there